Greetings and welcome to the Stone Builders Hour with Pastor Gary and Elder JC, my lovely wife. Hey. What a, what a wonderful day to be in a neighborhood this morning. Well, hello, Tallahassee audience. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And we are so looking forward to this topic today. Yes, Pastor. Uh, what is the Apocrypha? All right. What is it? Where did it come from? But you, go ahead. I was just going to say, but the last two weeks, you know, we've been discussing the Lord's Prayer and we realized how powerful that prayer is. I just love it from the beginning. Our Father who art in heaven, mm. hallowed be thy name. Hallow. And then we go through and, and discuss the issues of forgiving your debts, forgetting your debtors, uh, asking God to be there in every area of our life. But Remember, Yeshua wanted us to say this prayer because the apostles asked him, how do we pray? Yes. And he said, our father. So, you know, that prayer has some meaning behind it. But don't forget, if you haven't heard those previous shows, just go to the podcast. Mm -hmm. If you download it, Google, Apple, iTunes, uh, Spotify, SoundCloud. Yes, it is. iHeartRadio. Right. So you can join us and listen to those because I believe the spirit of the Lord was definitely present through those. So, Pastor, we're going to move on to what is the Apocrypha? Uh, let me put my seatbelt on. Okay. <laughs> let me put my seatbelt on. And my whole body of armor, praise God. Because the Apocrypha is it's a, uh, it's a book that has been around since... The beginning of time. Yes, it has. Uh, texts and notes and things of that nature. And, and it was included in many of the early century Bibles yes. because the first texts go back to 582 B.C. Exactly. Written in the Greek, in the Greek Septuagint, which shows and casts that period between uh, Matthews and Malachi. Malachi. Mm-hmm. There's so that the, gap in there for about 400 years. Right. And so that fills in the gap. But go ahead. And it's like a lot of questions and uh, around that. Uh, some people say should and some people say it shouldn't. But the Apocrypha basically is a collection of books written uh, before that first century. And many Protestants and Catholics and Reformers have found the collection of these writings to be useful historically, also theologically and spiritually. Yes. And, uh, and it should be noted that uh, the readers can understand what that first century uh, Judaism was all about and the Israelites because it covers that period when uh, the the captives were taken by King Cyrus, when Israel, you know, the temple fell and, and Jerusalem fell and King Cyrus took everybody. And while they were captives, that's where you get Daniels, Meshach, uh, Bendigo, and all those stories that came out of uh, Persia. Yes. Syria. Yes. We just finished bombing those folks. Yes. <laughs> also those Afghans. Uh, that, they're all part of that. That's that, history. That, that area there. Yes. And it's covered. And so, and and basically the Apocrypha, like JC said, it covers that time period when uh, uh, Malachi, who was the, the, the last prophet, who prophesied and things of that nature, and it's that period. 
what happened between that period of Malachi and Matthew? A lot of things happen, and the Bible really doesn't pick up that time period, and the Apocrypha can answer a lot of your questions. Well, I, I, I believe that right now we are not condemning those who haven't read the Apocrypha or even aligning with those. But one of the things that you have to understand is in 2 Timothy, he says, study to show thyself approved. We need to be studying the word so we understand it. But there are many references. In fact, I have a Sifa Bible that I love because it incorporates the Apocrypha into it. Uh, it's called Cepher, C-E-P-H-E-R. But what it does, it doesn't jam it in that period between Malachi and St. Matthew because of the text they want They want that period, time period covered. They actually incorporate it all throughout the Bible because one of the things that we have to see is that the Bible references Apocrypha. It does. And, and if you come across some... Uh, chapters at say Ezra or Maccabees you'll be scratching your head say well that's not in my bible but it was incorporated in those early bibles but most of us Christians have never heard of the apocrypha let alone have we read it many don't even know what the term apocrypha means and the majority don't even care to read books that aren't in the bibles but the word apocrypha literally means hidden away Mm. Apo, meaning to hide, and Kripa, meaning the word. But these writings were hidden or withdrawn from common use in the 1800s. Because people, you know how it is, you have that church, uh, the Sadducees and the Pharisees who believed that they were so ingrained with the word, they had to make 10,000 laws to apply to the Ten Commandments. Well, the same way with the Apocrypha. Only those who were very elitist, in education within the church felt that they had the privilege of reading it, but it was too far above the common man. They regarded some of the stories and the verses within it were esoteric or they were material, uh, what's the word, mysterious, but they were too profound uh, judged by religious leaders to be communicated to the masses. And I don't know about you, but I can read. <laughs> And I can interpret just as any as the last man, but God says his word is true and it's everlasting. And if we study it, it shall penetrate like a two-edged sword to the bone and the marrow. So we can understand it. And once you read the Apocrypha, you, as Pastor said, we'll see that it will fill in a lot of gaps. There's a lot of uh, blanks in there. And, and you got to in part of the time period of that Apocrypha, it's really a time period they call the Dark Ages. Yes. And uh, a lot of not only biblical history was uh, uh, changed, but also racial characteristics uh, yes. were changed because the original Hebrew Israelites, that's where, let's talk about the original Hebrew Israelites and the sons of Noah. And when they repopulated, they were people of color. Yes. And you, and even the Bible, uh, it hints to color, but the Apocrypha would bring out a lot of those, uh, uh, a lot of truth. 
So I can see what a lot of religious leaders want to have control over information, just as our religious leaders are today. They do not want you to protest or be outspoken or to learn what you want to learn. The fact that the FBI, I know I'm getting sidetracked, the fact that the FBI wants to uh, have uh, to investigate people who go before their school districts or their school boards in their local community and label them as domestic terrorists because they're outspoken because they're concerned about what the children are learning. And that's why books like the Apocrypha can be hidden because if you start smashing information over time, that knowledge will be wasted away and so, whitewashed and whitewashed. So, back, you know, this, 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 I know we haven't taken our first break yet. Yes, so, um, but you know what? In, in 1604, the England King James, he's the one, King James the one, he authorized a new translation of the Bible, and he did that because he was trying to um, settle some thorny religious issues in his kingdom, and he wanted to solidify his own power. But in seeking to prove his own supremacy, uh-oh, that worked <laughs> a little bit on King James, and he ended up uh, democratic, democratizing the Bible, which included the Apocrypha, Apocrypha right. in 1611. So, and in his original Bible, you had the Old Testament, the Apocrypha, that missing time period, and the New Testament. It's just amazing. But let's take a short break because um, I'm excited that we're studying because we first, we didn't learn about the Apocrypha. We didn't come to the knowledge of it until the last few years. Yep. And use it as part of our study, guys. So uh, let's take a short break. And, we'll, and be we'll be right back. Right back. I'm Pastor Gary Montgomery with my lovely wife, Elder JC of Living Stones International, the sponsor of the Stone Builders Hour. We are about to launch on a new platform, iHeartRadio and YouTube. Now you get a chance to see what we look like. You don't want to miss it. So join us on the various podcast stations that we're already on. Apple, Google, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and now iHeart. Praise God. Become a friend by sponsoring the program monthly with a $25 gift and receive your Stone Builders t-shirt today. Not tomorrow, today. We can't wait to hear from you. So contact us at 850-219-0091 or email us info, I-N-F-O, at we livingstones.org Welcome back to the Stone Builders Hour. I know Pastor's already getting his uh, feathers ruffled because of the topic, but you know, we need you to be a Stone Builders partner. And remember, we mentioned that you can hear us on all the podcast stations. And should I try it again? Apple, iTunes, Google, SoundCloud, Spotify, 
uh, TuneIn, and now iHeart. But you can listen to any of our programs and becoming a Stonebuilders partner for a $25 monthly gift will provide you, will provide Living Stones with the necessary uh, resources to still help our children and families. So we can stay on the air. Yes, and stay on the air. I was going to get to that. (laughs) But when we come back to this topic of the Apocrypha, that's why we wanted to start dealing with true Bible messages to be able to incorporate and give you the opportunity to learn while we're teaching what the word is really saying. Well, the first step in dealing with the question of the Apocrypha's authenticity is to simply read the book with an open mind. Yes, indeed. And when you start reading it, you're going to find, oh, that's what happened. Oh, that's what happened. I I remember last uh, program when we were talking about uh, dealing with uh, the pressures of the spirit and what happens to people whenever they're dealing with certain situations. We talked about how Adam and Eve, through the Apocrypha, was really devastated about them leaving the Garden of Eden because they knew they had sinned. So when in the Bible, it just kind of skirts it over, but the Apocrypha just gives more detail. A lot of details from them leaving the Garden, how distressed they were to... Having to work the earth. And then fall down and trying to take himself out. But God wouldn't let him kill himself. Yes, because he couldn't. One cannot effectively investigate the matter unless you're familiar with it, as all of us. After all, according to King Solomon, he who answers a matter before he hears it, it is folly and shame to him. What's that again? What? King Solomon. Yes, he who answers a matter Mm. before he hears it. That means if you give the answer and you haven't heard all the information, it is folly Mm. and shame to him. Proverbs 18, 13. The reader will find that it reads very much like the Bible except that many passages are repletive with details that are not in your Bible. So it kind of fills in those gaps. And like I said, with the C for Bible, it's not stuck between Malachi and Matthews. It actually goes through and puts the Bible in its chronological order. So as you're reading it, you get the flavor of everything that those apostles and disciples and even outside people, just because they weren't learned, they were there. Remember the 70 that Yeshua sent out? Well, they came back with their report. Then it was 700. They went out and they came back with their their report. So everybody had a piece of what they felt happened to them during that time period. That's amazing because uh, when, I, when I read the Apocrypha, it's almost like I'm reading a Bible because there's books, there's uh, verses, mm-hmm. there's uh, reference points. Uh, there's also, if you get the right Bible, you'll see where those references are actually in the Bible and vice versa. So as a study tool, I find it extremely uh, helpful when you're studying because just as uh, Elder JC mentioned, the Apocrypha means hidden away. But you know, what gave the Apocrypha credibility was in the Dead Sea Scrolls that were found in 1947. And in those Dead Sea Scrolls, it supported the Book of Enoch and a lot of time periods, a lot of things that were going on in that time period through that Dead Sea Scrolls. 
So that you would think that would have given it a lot of credibility. And we also got to remember it was the church that Man. removed Man. a lot of these books during the 1800s. So when King James wrote that, uh, put the books together, brought together all the religious leaders, all the religious texts, and everything. I wonder how they got all those texts and everything. Anyways, people must have done. We know who has them. <laughs> and then they, and then they. Um, uh, put it all together, and and then they put it out there, and it wasn't until from sixteen, uh, what did I say, sixteen eleven? Yes, until eighteen hundreds. That was a part of your religious, religious Bible. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. You know, so uh, just know that when they say it was hidden away, why was it hidden away? Uh, I think that's uh, debatable, but I believe. Man took that away because remember, the Apocrypha is a collection of ancient books, as we had stated, thought to have been written sometime between 200 BC and 400 AD. And when you mentioned Pastor the Dead Sea Scrolls, one of the two books that they did find that related that was the book of Enoch. Mm-hmm. And in the Hebrew for Enoch is Shanuk. And also the book of Maccabees. And you have to read that. Maccabees Because awesome. Maccabees was a family who was so dedicated to the word of God. Remember when Cyrus, you said King Cyrus, kicked out uh, the Israelites out of their home. They had to go into foreign lands. So you wonder, we've had... Uh, True Israelites that are in Ethiopia mm. practicing to this day the very tenets of the true religion. So, and then they went into Persia. So they went into various places with this word and kept it with them. So that means it has to have some importance. The Apocrypha is a selection of books, as Pastor said, that was published in 1611, King James. These books in relationship to time are between the Old and New Testament. It contains maps, genealogies. It was part of the King James Bible for 274 years. That's amazing. And we have proof of that because we have an older Bible that shows the Apocrypha. It's kind of frittered and tattered. (laughs) We need to really... Pull it out and get it. Kind of restore it. Yes. Because it's over 100 years old. It was published back in 1870s, I believe. But it's in there. So that means there was proof that people and religious leaders were using it until being removed in 1880s by whom? The Roman Catholic and Protestant churches. Part, uh, Part of the reason why a lot of this was debatable is because just as in any church, or any group of believers, I believe this, that's my canon, that's my, what I believe is pure scripture, versus someone else who believes this, versus believe that, and the part of the issue is, if its original intent was to be in the Bible for 274 years, why all of a sudden are we removing it? Was there something in it that, <clears throat> that we don't want to see? Or is it covering a group of people who we don't want to talk about? I believe those are some of the questions we'll, we're going to answer in a little bit. We will. <laughs> yeah, we will. <laughs> but, you know, when, I, when you think about if you were, I'm a king, I'm a queen, I'm royalty, I'm an architect, I'm a builder, I'm a farmer, and I've been captive by my enemies and taken to a foreign land. 
and in that foreign land, I am enslaved. And and if I have that knowledge of who I am, it's going to be difficult to enslave that person. But if you take away that person's image and history and history and take and remove their children so that history is not passed down orally or written because there were laws to keep blacks from writing and reading and learning the Bible. Whites were punished for teaching uh, slaves to read. If those people knew who they were from, then it would be very hard to control them. And that's why now you have all religions, not religions, but you have all races of people, whether you're Brits or Australian or German and everything, you know where you come from by your surname. Yep. Black folks lost that because... I got to tell you where I come from and, and my name is based on the plantation I come out of. So my name being Montgomery shows that I was out of the, I was a property. My ancestors were property of the Montgomery's. Yes. That's not my real name. Truly. That was given to me or my historical name that was removed. Gamboa, J.C. Gamboa. That's my wife, uh, Hispanic. So from the region of the hills in Spain. Yeah, so her ancestors came out of uh, uh, Spain and dropped off in the Caribbean. Yeah, about that. <laughs> and, and, and joined with uh, the Blackfeet Indians. Yeah. So they got dropped yes. off. But we're all the same people. So a lot of folks don't want that knowledge for you to have, or a lot of black folks to have, or a lot of people of color to have, because that would bring power. So what are these books that were removed and why? You know, why did King James, I mean, he took aromatic texts, Hebrew texts, Greek writing and texts, and made it so the English population could understand it more. But why were they removed? And these books, basically, they prepared the way for Jesus the same way as John the Baptist did. These books are not hocus pocus or 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 you're going to, you know, learn something that you shouldn't un, that you shouldn't know. I look at it as a as an enlightenment because it's the story of the Israelites. That's what it all comes it's the story of the Israelites. But you have in the Apocrypha the book of Esther. Yes. Uh, we all know about Esther in the Bible. You have Barach He's in the Bible. Bell and the dragon. That was during the time of Daniel. And Daniel having his visions. Ecclesiastes. Uh, doesn't that sound familiar? Mm-hmm. Uh, Edris 1 and Edris 2. <sighs> oh boy, these are some awesome stories. And you have Judith in Letters of Jeremiah. And the Maccabees 1 and Maccabees 2. And the Maccabees 3 and the Maccabees 4. <laughs> And then you have Manasseh. Everyone should know who Manasseh is. But a lot of folks don't know who Susanna or Tobit. But many of us know who Solomon is because they have a books of wisdom of Solomon. Jasher, Enoch, the book of Jubilees. These are books that will help support Daniel and a lot yes, of other will. prophets in that Old Testament. Also with the forecoming of 
Jesus to Christ. Amen. But each of these books have separate and similar storylines and characters for the Bible. For example, the book books of Maccabees came after the Old Testament and describes, as I was telling you, the Maccabees revolting against empires that controlled Israel. So I guess they were somewhat like terrorists. Yes. <laughs> the Maccabees were a family of Jewish priests who freed Judea from foreign rule during the latter half of the second century. There's always someone. We got to have warriors out here. That's right. I mean, not only praying, but also fighting. Well, that's how the Israelites uh, crossed that Jordan River and uh, sliced and diced in the name of uh, the Almighty. And their military success led to the establishment of the first native monarchy to rule Israel since the Babylonian exile. One of of the things I wanted to do is I wanted to relate how the Bible does reference uh, the different books of McAfee's. Because in Jude 1, 14 and 15, um, Pastor mentioned the book of Enoch. Well, Jude 1 is in the New Testament and 14 and 15 reads, and Enoch also, the seventh from Adam, because he was the seventh generation, prophesied of thee saying, behold, Yahuwah comes with 10,000 of his, and the Greek word is kodeshium meaning angels, to execute judgment upon all and to convince all that are wicked among them of all their wicked deeds, which they have wickedly committed, and of all their hard speeches, which wicked sinners have spoken against them. (laughs) So I'm just telling you, this is referencing Enoch. And if you go to the book of Enoch, you're just going to get more detail of what Enoch is projecting through Daniel, Jude, and all of these others. So it's interrelated. Well, in Genesis, it talks about Enoch, where all it tells you is that not only he's the seventh generation, but in Genesis, it just said Enoch uh, was a righteous man, Mm -hmm. and he walked with God, and he disappeared. And God took him. Yeah, he was translated. He was translated (laughs) alive, and he took him just like Elisha. Yes. He was translated. But when you go to the Apocrypha and you look at the book of Enoch, you'll see that they all interacted with each other because they were all alive. So as Adam was alive, so was Uh, Enoch. Enoch. As uh, Methuselah was alive, so was Enoch. As Noah was alive, so were uh, Enoch and his grandfather. They were all there because they were living five, six, seven hundred years. So they were all interacting with each other. Yes, they were. That's amazing. But... You know, many believe, uh, you know, Christians, especially for some reason, um, they believe the Apocrypha is not the inspired word of God. And that's why it shouldn't be included in in the Bible. But when you read about the Maccabees, as an example, and uh, I love when JC said that there's a priest, a priestly family, uh, because when uh, when, uh, Ptolemy, um, who was uh, took over after Alexander the Great and, and the, all the kingdom, Alexander's kingdom was divided Split up. up yep. Ptolemy, he was the white guy who general that took over Egypt. And and either you convert to a new religion or you're going to kill. And that's what they did. So either they converted or they died. But during that time period, you had the priest Maccabee 
who was brought forth after they burned the temple down. And he brought his family and said, listen, either you eat pork or you die. And the priest Maccabee said that, listen, I will stand as a martyr because I am not giving up my belief in the almighty and the tenets that we grew up with in our history. And Maccabee, he was killed. You know, but his enough. family took up the armor. Yes, <clears throat> and his sons. Yes, and they all and they fought them. Roman. They fought and fought to the death because you don't want to take over those customs. So you know, oh God, <laughs> oh, I am so excited to be talking about. But this. Let me interject something. One of the things you mentioned about the apocrypha is not the inspired word of God, but when they found those Dead Sea Scrolls at Qumran. Mm. which is in Iran, I believe, or Iraq. Yeah, somewhere around there. It's in the desert, that's yes, for sure. Here it is. They were found along with them. So they had to carefully open them, see what they were. How could they not have been the inspired word of God when they were found among the writings with your other sections of the Bible? Yes, that's, that's amazing. So, but just as these uh, in the writings, they have some awesome stories, and uh, and basically they're they're really Jewish stories, both orally and text that have been passed down through the centuries, and it should be noted that uh, that when these books were adopted when King James uh, did his books there were other bibles before King James and after King James i can tell you this that uh um that the apocrypha was in the bibles that were written by Martin Luther i think some people know who Martin Luther is uh, that's where the lutheran church comes under uh Tyndall Yes. Uh, you have the Tyndall Bible. You have Wycliffe. Yes. You have Cloverdale Bibles. You have Duray uh, and Reims uh, Bible. And and they all have that in the middle of their books. And don't go by our word. We're not trying to convert anyone because that's all on. The, be transformed by renewing your minds, Romans 12, 1 and 2. That comes from the Almighty. Yes. Your ability to reach and research instead of being talked to, but actually getting up and learning for yourself because knowledge, you know, that's why I love the, uh, the, the, with that, the Negro Scholarship Fund. The mind is a terrible thing to waste and not to read history because one thing about the books of uh, the apocrypha it really helps out with historical insight yes it does and you know just like anything else we suggest researching the apocrypha and the other books uh, such as book of noah book of adam and eve book of enoch jasher and the death of moses and to point in point why these books are important in 1773, rumors of a surviving copy of the book drew a Scottish explorer, James Bruce, to Ethiopia. Hmm. True to hearsay, the Seifer, and they say Chinook or Enoch, has been preserved by the Ethiopic Church, which put it right alongside the other books of the Bible. He was able to secure three copies, brought them back to Europe and Britain, 
1821, Dr. Richard Lawrence, a Hebrew professor at Oxford, Mm. so we know he was a person of color, produced the first English translation of the work. The modern world gained its first glimpse of the forbidden mysteries of Enoch. But just know that those Ethiopians were holding on to that from when they dispersed, when they were part of that first diaspora and they left Jerusalem. They went into Africa, y'all. So they held on to that. So those books to me are not only precious, but they're privileged because they still hold that word of God in them. These are insight books that shares uh, historical and biblical perspectives. Well, Pastor, I, I hate to tell you, but it's time for a break. I was just thinking about the Ethiopians. Uh, some yeah. of them say that they still have the mercy seat. Yes, they do. Of, uh, of uh, God, and they've been keeping it for generations. They won't deny or confirm. And they won't tell where or how, but they're holding on they're to that. They're guarded and, 24-7. Yes. So it, when, we re, when we return, we're going to review a few of the books and its relationship to the Bible. We'll be right back. Hold to his hand. God's unchanging hand. Come on and help me sing the choir. Make time to attend a real down-home auction with the family. Gospel Express Ministry South is hosting its 26th benefit auction Saturday, November 13th at the Lighthouse Children's Home, 7771 East Mahan Drive in beautiful Tallahassee. Bid on Amish-made furniture, craft items, quilts, and tools. Farm fresh apples, cheeses, and other tasty treats like home-baked goods. Mm, good. Breakfast starts at 7.30 a.m. and auction at 9. Stay for lunch and enjoy barbecued chicken. For details, contact Meryl Detwaller, 850-447-2033 or Ken Stoner, 850-766-9191. See you there. Well, welcome back to uh, the Stone Builders Hour with Pastor Gallery and Elder JC. I must sound like my name. name. I was just going to be time for a cup of coffee. Hadn't had one yet today, so it's time for a cup of coffee. But I just want to welcome you to the Stone Builders Hour. You can reach us at 850-219-0091, or you can visit our website at www.welivingstones.org. And feel free to make a donation. You can visit our website. You can see what we're up to. Also, you can make a donation directly on that site by pressing the donate Donate button. button. Mm -hmm. And also, you can reach us through email. Uh, So our email addresses are right there. And uh, that's welivingstones.org. And we would love hearing from you. Especially on this topic about what is the Apocrypha. Well, we talked about we were going to review a couple of books, and one of them is the book of Jasher. It begins with the creation of man rather than the earth as in Genesis. 
it appears to add many details to the historical events of the Torah. And one of the things that I do love about the Sefer Bible, um, how they break out everything. And I'm just going to reference just a couple of things. So if you hear me shuffling through paper, that's what I'm doing. Uh, but one of the things that it does, it actually breaks out how the different Bible is. And the Torah was considered the first five books of the Bible. Uh, you had Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Then they called them the second books, and that was Jubilees, Enoch, and Jaster. Then they got into the prophets. Then the 12, which were the, remember, the minor prophets, as we were taught. Then you had the writings, which are your Psalms, your Proverbs, Job, Wisdom of Solomon, Ecclesiasticus, then Rose, then Second Temple, when Pastor said they uh, went back to build the Second Temple. Then your Synoptic Gospels, and you all know Matthew, Mark, Luke, Mm -hmm. the Acts of the Apostle, then the epistles that Paul wrote, or really by James, Peter, and Jude, then they list all of the Paul's epistles under one, and then the John Gospels are last because they bring in Revelation. Would it one thing about uh, the Book of Jasser? It appears to add many details to the historical events of the Torah. What's interesting is the omission of any reference to the fallen angels. They're mating with the daughters of man and mm-hmm. producing giant offspring. Jasher is referenced. Now get your pens and pencils if you can write down Joshua 10, 13 and 2 Samuel 1, 18. So I'm going to just read. Let me just do 2 Samuel. See if I can get that real quick. Yeah, because in the Bible, the, when they were uh, the fallen angels were mating with the beautiful daughters of man and producing those giants, that's just really like a like a byline almost in the Bible. But the Apocrypha, like Jasher, Enoch, and some other books there, they will give you details of that when the angels, why they even decide to come down, what they saw, the offspring, uh, how they were coexisting, and how they when they started eating, their, when the giants or the Nephilim started eating their fellow men, that's when God started, whoa, what's going on? And that's when... He cast those uh, fallen angels into the pit, fiery pit, where they are right now uh, burning to hell. And that's when he brought that flood around. Yes, he did. And Second Samuel one eighteen, it's very short. I'm going to start with 17. And David lamented with his uh, this lamentation over Saul and Jonathan, his son, because they were killed. And he said, it should be taught to the people of Judah. Mm. Behold. It is written in the book of Jasher, he said. Mm. So they knew about those apocryphal books because people were writing. Your what, ancient Hebrew yes. text. So that is a, almost an opening into why the apocrypha is important. It was an open. We can go. We can do a program just on Jasher. Yep. We or just do. on Enoch or just on the Maccabees. I or, mean, I would maybe love we should it. do this. Talk about them giants. <laughs> And the offsprings of the giants that would led up to the flood. But another one, I know that. I just pray. I want to keep on going because uh, I got to look out for JC out of my eye because uh, <laughs> next thing I know, the show's over. But uh, the Book of Enoch, the, that's an ancient 
Hebrew text, which is ascribed by the tradition of Enoch. And Enoch was mentioned in the Bible. Uh, Genesis 5.18 states, And Jared lived a, a hundred and sixty-two years, and he begot Enoch, mm-hmm. who was the seventh from Adam. And then uh, you had uh, Genesis 5.19, and Jared lived after he begot Enoch. Uh, Jared lived another 800 years, and then he had sons and daughters. And Enoch lived 65 years and begot Methuselah. And Methuselah is the father of Lamech. And Lamech is the father of Noah. Yes. And so see how interrelated it is. If you didn't get that information from the Apocrypha, You'd go and read what is it they give you the um, the ideology of the families, but you don't see that connection. Yes, indeed. And and in five twenty four it says, "And Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him." Mm. And then when you go into Edris two six four nine, and said, "Did thou then didst thou ordain two living creatures, the one called Enoch and the other Lethathanian?" And then you had uh, Ecclesiastes 44.16. Enoch pleased the Lord and was translated, being an example of repentance to all generations. What? Mm. And 49, Ecclesiastes uh, 49.14, but upon the earth was no man created like Enoch, for he was taken from the earth. So this contains uh, the book of Enoch. It contains some very unique insight on the origins of not only demons and nephilims but also he teaches it teaches why some angels fell from heaven and a real good explanation of why the flood was morally necessary and the prophetic explosion of the thousand year reign of the messiah well, you know, when you talked about Enoch being a an example, when you walk with God, you don't have to die. Mm. He can just translate you up. Mm. And why so that's why sometimes as believers, why do we fear death? Because our death is to walk into glory. And yeah, sweet aroma to Get the you Lord. Lord. Right. He did go, Oh, another one died for me. I mean, that is what we should be about. That's the The presence of the Spirit of God should be so great in our lives that we have no fear. God does not give us the spirit of fear, but a power and love and a sound mind. So all of, as as my friend uh, Millicent would say, people acting out like (laughs) out of their ever-living minds, that is not of God. Because if we're in our right mind, we'd be doing the right thing. With all this stuff that's going on in the world, this is not of God. That's why I know he's coming back. Because he got a clean house. He's going to sweep everything out. But when when you talk about uh, the other books, Pastor, the book of Tobit describes how Jehovah mm, will test the faithful and protects the Israelite community. You know, when we say protect you, but test you, know that we're, we're always tested. And, and it's not something that just is going to go away or we, because we're members of the God family, that we're not going to ever have any issues. We're going to always have issues. The best test shows about Job. Right. 
because uh, the the uh, the sons of God, who were those fallen angels, uh, well, the, he no. called the sons of God, oh, so and along came Satan. That's cause, right, because he he in that group. Yeah, he was the son of God before the fifth. Yeah. And now it's interesting that God put a lot of the fallen angels in the pit of hell, but he didn't do so with Satan. Mm. That's a, that's a, that's yeah, another story. That's a story right yeah. there. Why Satan's still here? Okay, oh. but Tobit was a Jew of the tribe of Naphtali and had, he had been That's deported. One of the 12. Yes, mm-hmm. it is. And he had been deported to Nineveh. Where do we know Nineveh from? Mm, the well, the three <laughs> Jonah days. Jonah and the well. Hey, how about that? So there's a reference there, right? Showing the connection to the Bible. Tobit soon gained the trust of the Assyrian king Shalmaneser, but later got into trouble with him because he buried Jews executed by the king. Because, you know, back during those days, they probably just left them in the street. Well, what happened because of, uh, because you had the, you know, you're in the kingdom of uh, the Persian kingdom and your life was, because you were a slave, your life was expendable. And there was a rule and a law that if you if they killed a, a Jew, the body was they weren't allowed to remove the bodies, okay. but Tobit would secretly get those bodies and bury them outside of the city because of uh, Jewish customs on burial, just like uh, Yeshua. Right. He, he had died. to be buried. He had right. certain ointments and things that he had to be uh, consecrated with. And then put into the tomb. Yes. Well, he defied the king, all right, and he did all of, as pastor said, but Tobit also became blind. Oh, this is gross. When dung from a bird fell on his <laughs> eyes, which is harmful if a person rubs his eyes. So I guess in a way he was being punished, even though he was doing a good thing. But he had faith enough to know that God would cover him in terms of doing these burials. But when you look at the book of Tobit, um, it talks about the historical nature of all of this that was happening. And he just continued to do it until he probably died. Yes, indeed. You have to lay bird falls on your eyes and you go blind too much because you wasn't because he rubbed them apparently. Yes, apparently you can't rub your eyes, Tobit. Sorry. And then he went through a thing almost similar to Job, where everybody was on his case. But you know, religious scholars, uh, we had talked about. There's a book uh, called um, uh, Esdras, uh, one and two. But you know, the, the, the first Esdras is one of the least read books of the Apocrypha. And, and the reason seemed to be that most of the material can be found in either Second Chronicles yes. or Ezra or parts of Nehemiah that refer to Ezra. It's like this, this book, it covers the period uh, from the 5th, and 5th to 7th century. And this was the time... Uh, that the uh, the Syrians um, did a major upheaval of the Jewish nation, along with Josiah. That's when Josiah was the king of Judah, and the Syrian Empire they dominated their region for a thousand years, but was also on a decline because and would soon break apart. It's just like all these um, uh, 
kingdoms yes. uh, they grow but then they also go on a decline it seems like that's where America's at right now well I mean, when you look when you talked about that that's also uh, the book of Daniel making that projection from Nebuchadnezzar to current events when that king king uh, with the head and the body the chest part was gold and as you got down to the legs and feet and they became clay and iron right. but they can be broken we're in that time period, ladies and gentlemen. This is the time that we're talking about. So we need to decide how we're going to move forward, whether God is going to be in control of our life or Satan. Let's just put it where it's at. That's where it's at. And so, uh, and, and because it was breaking apart and decline, uh, the Persians were replaced by the Babylonians. Yes. And they would come and conquer Judah. <laughs> it's like Judah's getting beat up because they weren't following the the, the tenets of God. Mm-hmm. Those Greeks came in, and and then the Romans came in, and they either follow this religion, follow the sun god, uh, follow you know Christmas, and follow this and follow that. You know, so and that was against Jewish um, beliefs. Yes, and, and and as anything, as true believers, we know what the Word of God says. And we're just offering you another dimension to how that word is so relevant. So the book of Jubilees, which is another book, is an account of the biblical history of the world from creation to Moses. So now you're going to get another viewpoint. It is divided into periods of Jubilees of 49 years. And when we get to the uh, festival of jubilee what was that the jewish time period mm-hmm. was that all your debts would be forgiven isn't that in the lord's prayer yeah forgive, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors somehow we we've gotten off mark because we don't do that in today's time for the most part it follows genesis but with details such as the names of adam and eve's daughters and an active role for a demonic entity called Mastema. Mm. The Book of Jubilees was used for proposing a solar calendar of 364 days and 12 months. That's where we are currently. Mm -hmm. This would have a radical departure from the Jewish calendar, which is based on the moon. Mm -hmm. So we're in, because at some point, there wasn't, uh, the months really started in March, April. Right. There wasn't January and February. Those were at, added to include this uh, solar calendar. So just know we, we're, we're starting off the mark even at the beginning. Uh, Pastor, I want to see if we can take a maybe a short break. Okay. And uh, we will be right back. For you have never failed me yet. Yeah. yeah. Your scar, your soul, your promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness, your faithfulness. I'm still in your hands. This is my Hi, I'm Cheryl Bolt. 
I met Pastor Gary Montgomery and his wife, JC, at Livingstones International while working here at Wave 94. I love Pastor Gary and JC. I love their hearts. I love their passion for the families who are affected by incarceration. Imagine how you would feel if you were unable to be with your children because of choices you now regret, choices that landed you in prison. We may never know the difference LSI, Livingstones International, is making for these families. What if LSI didn't have the funds to reach out to the children whose mom or dad or both were serving time? This is why I became a monthly LSI sponsor. Would you please consider giving to help support this important ministry? Give whatever God leads you to give as a one-time gift or as a monthly sponsor. Your giving will change lives and will encourage Pastor Gary and JC to continue the work they now are so committed to do. Go to their website, welivingstones.org, or Google Livingstones International Tallahassee and support this worthwhile ministry. Thank you. There are five good reasons why I recommend reading the Apocrypha. And uh, one is uh, the historical value yes. of the Apocrypha because it covers that 400 years they're missing between that Old and New Testament. And there's so much that was going on then that it would be... Um, that it would be awesome if you would just understand what happened during that time period. Also, it gives you a broader perspective based on the stories that the Israelites were going through, just as J.C. mentioned Tobit. But there's also Judith. There's also Susanna. Mm-hmm. There's also Barash. Yes. Uh, which are also mentioned in the Bible. And also, I recommend encourage you know it's it's a way of uh, encouraging uh, one and uh, let me find this uh, book uh, of wisdom it's Solomon's wisdom Um, I know we shouldn't have dead silence here but let me well one of the things uh, since you want to find Solomon wisdom I'm going to just go to Tobit and the wisdom of Ben Sirach and for Maccabees, because they bear witness to developments in Jewish ethical thinking. The Greek Esther, the letter of Jeremiah, and three Maccabees and other books will introduce you to the challenges of living as Jews outside of their homeland due to captivity. Because remember, they were kicked out of Jerusalem. You're going into foreign lands. And remember, God always said that he wanted us, what? To be set apart, to follow his ways so that others in those lands, because when we were in Jerusalem, everyone kept wondering, boy, how are they doing what they're doing? You know, some people ask that when you're successful in certain ways. How do you do that? Mm-hmm. How do you learn how to do that? Where did you get that from and all of that? Well, they were with God, but when they were kicked out because they didn't follow God's land, 
Now they were in strained relationships between Jews and non-Jews throughout this entire period because people didn't understand. Well, why you do it that way? Why you don't eat pork? Why you don't eat shrimp? Why? I mean, hey, are we talking about today? Yes, indeed. So we need to start following the ways of the Lord. And I just think the Apocrypha offers you a little bit more insight in how to do that. Well, I was looking for the wisdom of Solomon yes. uh, 3, uh, 9. And because this is an encouragement, you know, the Apocrypha, you know, some, it just encouraging, encouraging you, like it states that they that put their trust in him yes. shall understand the truth. And such as be faithful in love shall abide with him. For grace and mercy is to his saints, and he have care for his elect. But the ungodly shall be punished according to their own imaginations, which have neglected the righteous and forsaken the Lord." what that says to me is what we're going on right now is that the ungodly is going to be punished according to their own imagination. And somehow during the civil rights legislation that came, that was written under Lyndon Johnson uh, at that time, they were able to put, it was all supposed to be about black folks. Yes. But somehow the LBGTXQ community was able to get something in there. So that's why now there's issues with their civil rights. Yes. That's not of God. I'm just going to put yeah, that okay, like that. that uh, I'm going to read because since you brought <laughs> that up about uh, encouragement and God, Ecclesiasticus 1 says, and these are just the first five verses, all wisdom comes from Yahuwah and is with him forever. Who can number the sand of the sea and the drops of rain in the days of eternity? Who can find out the height of heaven and the breadth of the earth and the deep in wisdom? Wisdom has been created before all things, and wisdom is her, and the understanding of prudence from everlasting. The word of El Elyon is the fountain of wisdom, and her ways are everlasting commandments. So we're not giving you all of this apocrypha just to, to make it sound pretty and nice it is to give you a better understanding of your position in conjunction with the lord we're too small to think we can do anything yeah. we're too little to think we can box with god what is it? our arms Mine's are too, too short, short to box with god those things are not possible but when we have the lord on our side all things are possible pastor oh praise god you know, there's in the Apocrypha, there's so much text uh, over that Greek and Roman influence that they had over the Israelite during the Hellenization period. And it really gives you that whole breakdown. So you'll understand the Council of Nicaea. You'll understand, uh, what's the second? The Council of Trent, the Council of Laodicea, I think it's called. <laughs> because each of those councils actually put an interruption in the Apocrypha being part of the Bible. 
because yeah. that was man's doing. And it also talks about how the first temple was destroyed. Yes. And then the Israelites being captive. And then the Israelites being released to, to go back home and rebuild their temple. And what happened after that, it gives a complete genealogy of uh, the people. So it's just something that, um, you know, is very, I recommend exploring it only because it's just another tool of information that can help you to survive and, 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 and believe in God and Yeshua. I think the Apocrypha is rich in devotional insights, ethical admonition, and spiritual guidance. I think that's what Pastor is saying. So the Apocryphal books teach about repentance and humility before the Almighty God and gives insight into the spiritual and practical disciplines required to achieve, what are we trying to achieve? Breakthroughs in our own personal transformation. Yes. It teaches us also about the importance of keeping our focus, just as I read about wisdom, on eternity with Jehovah. I tell you, I'm just going to say from the wisdom of Solomon, which is the Apocrypha, verse one, he says, love righteousness. All right. Ye that be judges of the earth, think of the Lord with a good heart. Yes. And in in simplicity of heart, seek him for he will be found of them that tempt him not and show himself unto such as do not distrust him. He's calling us to him. Yes. He's still looking for us. Yes, he, he still is. loves us as a, his creation. So I just ask that you just uh, open, open your, your hearts heart yes. and your mind yes. to the Lord. It's, it's, it's about supporting data so that you can go to uh, the almighty God, Jehovah himself, so that you can have and be raised up for everlasting to everlasting. So we just thank you, God, for your continued yes, grace and mercy. Uh, bless my wife and bless us and bless all those who are listening. In the mighty name of Yeshua, we say amen. Amen. So I just got a pop-up. So that's a reminder, Pastor, we're at the end. Okay. But I think we should come back and maybe spend uh, some quality time on a particular book of Great. the Apocrypha. We'll do it next week. All right. We'll see be you back. then. Pass me not. Oh, gentle Savior, 